Welcome to the world famous shit show. This is episode like I don't Who's know. Who's counting? It's got to be in the three, four hundreds. Oh at really? This point. Yeah. How long have you been doing it? Like ten years? It's been five or six years. Okay, six so years. So you're averaging like uh, you know fifty a year. There, there were hit and miss years. Okay. Well, a lot of them were missed, but some when I hit, I hit hard. Well, this is this episode's going to be a miss. I can feel it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Miss. As long as an episode gets out, that's a hit. All right. They're all shit all shows. Right. That's all a Pure shit show. shit show. And the best ones were the radio ones, so I figured why not just let's just bring it back to the radio days and we got all the old radio equipment out, which is why this either sounds really good or really shitty depending on how it comes out. I think it's so- it, at I least in my good. in my cans it sounds really good right now. Yeah, it sounds great. And um, how about these cans? Uh, we love your cans, so that's why Josh lives with you for the cans. Yeah, but the but these are Come really on, good, though. Yeah, no, the, the setup's good. Now let's talk about something. Okay. <laughs> how about we get into that, Mike? How is Stan? Oh, Mike Faberman joining me. Hey guys, Sue, PA Sue, as always, running all the every fucking everything. Yeah, the uh, turntables, the. The recording devices. The no, she's on the wheels the, of steel. That, that's yeah. the best you had. Yeah. Huh? Come on, like Dougie Fresh. Hey, oh, you know what I found out? So I started watching that Leah Remedy thing. The uh, oh, yeah. uh, what is it? Aftermath, Scientology, like the yeah, yeah, the Scientology show that she did, and there were, I got me googling, and there are a lot of people that are Scientologists that I never. John Travolta. But the, yeah, they're, like they're the obvious ones, but then Who like really been, less obvious ones. Uh, we've been watching Handmaid's Tale. Apparently, Elizabeth Elizabeth Moss, Peggy from Mad Men, she is. She's on there. She's like, oh yeah, I it, I find spirituality and it saved my life or something shit like that. Giovanni Ribisi. That makes sense. Was up until like like three years ago really like he's like his whole can't life. get out like uh, how do they how do these people well get that's out? what you gotta watch this show because it's 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 a battle it's a fucking cult like they they abuse you physically mentally emotionally do you think do you think that um do you think that um they had to fight for their lives to get out do i they- think in some case not not necessarily the celebrities because they're they're pretty well known but i think uh, like I'm convinced, based on the do- the various documentaries, that yeah, there are people who basically have to fight for their lives to get out. Two more questions. I, I have a friend who went through. <laughs> I had a friend who went through that, and they said they were haunted by them. They were like they were literally Wait, hunting them down. You have a friend who what? Like, they were. Went they were through the parents were Scientologists, oh, and when they tried to you know separate themselves, they were stalked. They were haunted. They were. Harassed, yeah, they were rattlesnake in the mailbox, all, all that kinds of, of shit. yeah. That's they crazy. follow you around. They they're in the, in your face constantly with a camera. And my 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 last question, even though that wasn't a question before, is: Do you think that her coming out having this show will abate them from destroying families' lives for wanting to separate themselves? No, it's a. It's not. That, a that, that's like that's like wondering if. Uh, Big Pharma will ever cease to try and keep making fucking billions of dollars. Like it's it's a billion dollar business. Uh, they're making billions. The bi- they're in the billions. Oh, yeah. yeah. And what do they do? They just take people's paychecks. How, how does that they work? Just, they, they pharmacology. They, they no Scientology. No, no. Oh, oh, so you the were there? She's in another fucking Scientology. Thing. Is there money she, being she's made? She's on there? some fucking L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, planet you have to right sign now. over a percentage of your. So you do. Earnings. It's, it's, yeah. it's like a tithe. No, you're almost. earning. You're working for free. They, you know, you get free room and board, but you're working for free. Oh, those are the people. The um, the Sea Org. Yeah. No, but even even I mean Travolta. Yeah, he's gonna get a, a forty million dollar paycheck if he works on a movie. But a lot of that's gonna go towards the church. But what do they do? Do they provide a service of any sorts? I mean, other no. than a religious. Well, they do get people in there um, based on networking in the industry. So that's why a lot of actors oh, that so are so desperate. Yeah. It's like, hey, you got to meet a lot of people that will network and, and get you. Man, yeah, but when audition, here's so the thing, I don't get because I saw the HBO documentary and then I watched a little bit of the Leah Remini thing. Um, how much? Like how 
how far into your career or how far into their careers did they join Scientology? Can you can you Usually are you pretty hooked up? on? Pretty early on. Pretty early on. Yeah, but John Travolta. I mean, he was doing. They, they probably didn't need to to join um, at at the time of their careers, but they no. probably joined for s- some other reason. Like John John Travolta didn't join Scientology when he was doing fucking staying Saturday alive night, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. no, before Saturday that, Night though. Fever. It it couldn't have been Welcome before back, that. Potter. Right. It's like, oh my god, Mister Cotter, we're full of aliens. Oh my god. So can you see see when John Travolta joined did, did, Scientology? Would that even be available? Like, was there a documented? Yeah. Oh, it time? has to be somebody. It has to. It's <laughs> fucking Hollywood. Google of course. knows all. Um, but my point is, like, what is Scientology? What is the appeal? Why are people getting into it? Based on what I what I've learned from these various programs that have come out. And like escapees or or survivors, they even call uh, they they believe that everybody has different beings in their body, right? Something like that. Nineteen seventy-five. So that was wow, that had to be early. right after. That was before. Welcome back, Carter. You know the book that turned everybody was Dianetics. Dianetics. It yeah. was the, that's what the whole Hubbard. fucking thing is is right. based on. That's yeah. him. Yeah. So which is really just like Ray Bradbury wrote a bunch of episodes of The Twilight Zone. That should like I feel like Ron, uh, Ron Hubbard was just trying to write an episode of The Twilight Zone, got rejected, and then was like, well, I'm going to start a fucking religion. I'm going to make a billion dollar so industry. So he was handed this book while he was filming in Durango, Mexico. Um, the For Devil's, what movie? The Devil's Run in 1975. So was that before or after, uh, what was it, Saturday, Saturday Night Fever? Fever. Staying oh. Alive. I think those were in the 70s as well. They have, of course. Well, yeah. This is the, the biggest fucking... 70s uh, uh, throwback stuff. But, and, then, but, um, and then 20 years that later. That was 1977, so... So it was right at... Before. What? Oh. He was already a Scientologist? Yeah. With, get the fuck out of here. Whoa. But and they then Tom like Cruise, the stars. I mean. They don't even have to do anything for them. All they have to be is in it. Wait, like it's, how... It's in their best interest to stay in at this point. I'm sure there's a click around on whatever site you're on. How, uh, what year did Tom Cruise join? Was it Top Gun era Tom Cruise or was it like Mission Impossible Tom Cruise? Because we all know now it's like... He's, he's full-blown. He's like the, the grand wizard of, of the fucking Scientologist. What year do you think? I wa- I'd say 83. I want to say 89. 90. Ah! And Come on down. I'm guessing he must have been what in his 30s. It helped so him. It's after Cocktail. It's after Top Gun. Not, yeah, it helped him overcome dyslexia of all things. Fucking risky business. I feel like the the Hubbards, the the uh, what is it, the E meter, whatever. Uh, it would have had some more work to do if uh, he decided he was going to slide around in his underwears. He already had to, done uh, risky business. He did Top Gun. He was in celebrity status. So he didn't need the con- connections. Um, no, he was already on his way to being a star. But that's the point of, of Scientology is they go after the big stars. So here's the issue. This is how it happened. So it was a religion that was founded in 1953 by sci-fi writer L. Ron Hubbard in the late 18, 1980s by his first wife. This is um, Tom Cruise now. Um, actress Mimi Rogers, whose father, Phil Spickler, was one of the church's most powerful members. Is that the guy who uh, no. created the wall of sound and shot the girl in the mouth? No, that's Fred Spector, and he was a music producer. That one? Yeah. So Mimi Rogers' father is the one that introduced Fred Tom Cruise. Mimi, yeah. And then Kate, he, they brought Katie Holmes into it, and it was bigger than the fucking royal wedding. Oh, she got out pretty quickly. Yeah, well, she, uh, she, she tried was to. for her life, yeah, they, too. they fucked with her hardcore. But she's out, right? She's not, like, Oh, yeah, she's far anywhere. out. But Nicole Kidman was in that shit for a while, yeah, too, because he was yeah, married to her yeah, for, yeah, for a bit. They actually did that movie, Eyes Wide Shut. It was probably based right off of that shit. All right, so... They say the level of manipulation is unbelievable. It's like the Truman Show. Yeah. Wait, Mike, I got to ask you this. Yeah. Uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Mm-hmm. Terrifying, kind of creepy, or 
or Jackable? There's a lot of sex in that can I, movie. Can I have my own option? I would say revealing in that I have heard of those things, but it was confirmed uh, in more detail and more accuracy through that movie because I feel like Kubrick was sought out and maybe murdered because of it. Because of that movie. Well, he didn't. He didn't he die in the middle of it. Yeah, towards the end of it. That was his. I know he was old, but I I think that's almost like Illuminati shit. Like, well, that and and there's that documentary Room Two Thirty Seven about him making The Shining and how it's a huge, huge fucking conspiracy theory about how he he did it because uh, he he, there there's a lot of shit about how he took Stephen King's thing and there's a lot of fuck yous to Stephen King, Mm -hmm. and he's revealing a lot about how the government hired him to. Film the the fake moon landing in a yeah. soundstage, yeah, and we want all to ki- all kinds of shit. There's a lot of like Nazi sort of. There's a lot of stuff we don't illusion. know about with a lot of powerful, rich, and influential people, and we probably don't know the half of anything. I, I don't. I think they don't reveal it to the general public because look how we handle minor information. Well, that's now though. I mean, the like no, the Shining but, but, came out in like what was it seventy, like late seventies. Uh, Eyes Wide Shut came out in the mid nineties when Kubrick died. Like, I'm saying stuff like conspiracies, JFK being shot, so on and so forth. Like they never really revealed the truth because they were afraid how the general public would feel uh, learning the whole story behind the story. Um, they don't trust us because we're like children to them. Well, we are, and I guess maybe we always have been because now Trump, you know, Trump's always like fake news, fake news. But like, I feel like that's been going on for a long time, oh, forever. You know, we, we've been lied to since the beginning of um, politics, I guess. Well, doesn't it go back to the old radio shows and the whole remember well, War, War of the, the Worlds? Worlds? Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, I mean, oh, uh, 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 eventually made into a movie. Starring our own Scientologist, Tom Cruise. Perfect. Oh, full circle. And that's as good a time as any. Full circle to, uh, jerk. Nah, full circle. No, but do you, uh, you never, uh, you're you're kind of older than me. Not much, but you're a little yeah, older than me. Probably a little older than you. But like at, at my age when uh, Eyes Wide Shut came out, I was like, that. It's kind of a hot movie, you know? They're like it HBO would have it come on at like, it'd be like the midnight Friday night showing and it'd be like right after Dennis Miller Live. And it's like, yeah. Dude, I'm a pervert. So any um, private houses, mansions with girls with goat heads. And yeah, there were a lot orgies. of titties, a lot of titties in this movie. There's a lot of just strange sex right. going yeah. on. For power, for power, power reasons or right. manipulation of whatever, whatever the case Stormy is. Stormy Daniels is in the background, but like, the, all right. So being a pervert like yourself, I I've, guess I've almost gone to parties like that before. And really, I never pulled the trigger. Yeah, I got turned on to it by one of my friends who's a filthy animal, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I go to these parties. You pay eighty bucks to get in, and you don't know who's gonna be there." And there's drinks and there's different rooms and and you don't know who's going to show up and you you know you sit around and you look around and see what you want and people are just banging it out and um, like yeah. swingers a swingers party yeah kind of but more of a like a, yeah it's, a it's, masquerade I don't, I don't really know what that is but sorry wow fucking amateur it's it's like a it's like a sophisticated orgy in a sense where yeah like, you can you can fuck or you can not fuck. You, you can, can just show up for the buffet. Hang out, yeah, yeah, watch watch TV and watch other people fuck. Maybe that's your turn on. For $80? Now, it's not bad when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, well, they got the full ESPN packet, like the full NFL. What if you have a couple drinks and you get to rub one out to someone fucking someone else? That's worth 80 bucks. Wow. Better than taking a chick on a date and her not even making out with you at the end of it, costing you 100 bucks. It all depends on how you want to spend your money. Well, if it came down to those two, I mean, I guess it makes sense. But well, what are you doing on a Thursday? <laughs> Wait, but is it like 
like they didn't explain it to you or like is it like like is it pay 80 bucks and it's a free pass like you just go in you get a wristband and you're in you go in and you do your thing and it's like all you can eat and all you can fuck you gotta be cool well yeah you can't go in and be like oh well it's not all all you can fuck i mean they have to say yes too it's not like you go in and just rape there has to be some kind of consensual so you gotta have a cool mask on I don't think you need a mask. Oh. I don't think it's not one. It's not an eyes wide shut party, but those happen too. Like, yeah, but I feel like that. If it was like eighty bucks to go to a, an eyes wide shut party, I'd probably be down for like Let's that. See. That seems like worth eighty. But like we we were walking down Hollywood Boulevard after the Second City show last night. It was like five bucks to get into the Beetlejuice bar, and it was only open for another twenty five minutes. And we we're like, nah, it's not worth the five bucks. But if it was eighty bucks for like an all night like top shelf like you know a masquerade party like that a fucking uh, a high class orgy is going to be top shelf liquor and you know you're going to get served by the bartender right away eh, yeah maybe it's yeah, worth the eighty bucks it's not eighty bucks for that you have to you have to be in the elite to be invited to those parties you're going there there's going to be some fatties there's going to be some uglies and there's going to be just some horny chicks once in a while I heard. Like porn stars will show up, and if you get lucky, you get to you know, you know have sex with them. But you never know who's going to be there. It could be just a, f- a night full of uglies, and and you paid your eighty bucks. You went in, you didn't have any sex. But yeah, but is it top shelf? No, that's what yeah, I'm saying. You don't yeah. know. Well, you put the top shelf there. I didn't. No, I know, but you I don't mean, know what's going to show like, up. They there. have to make it worth it somehow to to make it eighty bucks. Dude, eighty bucks is not bad. I mean, if you're a sex addict, yeah, it's not. Yeah, bad. I am. For the <laughs> if you go to these parties, you're not just like a normal person. You're going to watch or have sex no, with I strangers. Would, I honestly, I'm curious enough to just I, go I'm all over that. I would love. Yeah, that. yeah. Why the fuck not? What if you meet a hot chick there, and then and then you don't have to go to those parties anymore? You just end up hooking up with her. Yeah, true. You know, you may All meet right. a good fuck buddy because they're obviously there because they're horny too. It's not right. like they're yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are, you code over there. Similar interests. Yeah. I just came here for the 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 tostadas, <laughs> taquitos. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> I was trying to think of the funniest food appetizer possible when wow. I said tostadas. Uh, it's, you don't want to be a that. If girl goes there, she's probably likes to get dick. And right. There's a lot of girls that. Sorry, so no disrespect. She for needs that to way. get dick. Yeah, she wants it. There's a lot of horny chicks out there, and if you go to a party like that, you're probably not top shelf. No, I was I was just talking about the about the boot. I mean, they gotta have a bottle of Grey Goose or something if you're paying eighty fucking dollars. And there's no I, guarantee of getting laid. If I well. Sue, what, what 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 do you think? Don't be ugly, then you get laid. Would you pay eighty bucks to go to like one of these things just to see what it's like? And Come like, on. Sue's not that type. Of... Yeah, I'd probably go. Would right? You? Yeah. I'm yeah. Well, but at, would, would you have sex with a stranger? No. Okay. But then would you, you hang out at the bar and like make other friends and try and like crack jokes and shit? I feel like that's what I would do at a at a at a fucking orgy at a at an eyes wide shut party. I'd have that fucking weird like Mardi Gras mask on, and I'd stand. I'd hang around the bar. I'd be like, "Oh, she's getting it. She's getting it hard over there. Go for the butt. Do it. Dare you, double dog." Yeah, but you're being cute about it. Like when when you get there, my buddy even told me. It's well, like, not when it's they have weird. like the yeah, not it's when they have the fucking first. candle lighting and they the you are an outsider. Like, that shit was creepy and very I mean, unjackable. Sex, sex going around you, like, all around you, yeah, that that may be a turnoff for somebody. It may be awkward. It may, well, it may yeah. be cool. You may get sick of it after a while. Well, people are timid when it comes to sexuality, Absolutely. understandably. Or insecurity. These guys right. may be packing heat, and you walk in with a little Twizzler, and like, <laughs> uh, I'm out. You know what I mean? You don't know. It's all red and swirly. You just don't know like how oh, you react to it. Yeah. Oh, that was an analogy. Yeah. Like a pig's tail. But <laughs> you just don't know how you're going to react until you're there. That's what my friend said, too. He said the first couple times, he was like, uh, you know, he didn't know the right etiquette, so to speak. Well, that that would be things. the biggest the biggest hump to get over is no the etiquette. In a, in a, uh, you just hey. do a lot of watching, I would assume. At first. You, uh, by the third, fourth one, I'm sure you'd, you'd become kind of comfortable with like slipping your way in. There's I'm, I'm the a pun. social guy, you know. You go up and talk to a girl, pretend like she's not being pounded out, 
and and see if there's some kind of connection there. Hey, if there's, are you attracted to me? I'm attracted to you. Well, we're both naked, and I have a dick. You have a pussy. We're at a fuck party. Maybe, uh, yeah. You want to go in the other room and fucking enjoy my salad? Boy, that doesn't look comfortable. <laughs> uh, bet you don't have a seat cover in the camera, do you? <laughs> right? I'm Mike. How you doing? I mean, Come I, on, guy. I, I'm a chama. <laughs> Listen, I mean, it's all about attraction. You go to these parties, and if you don't see anyone you're attracted to, maybe you still hook up with somebody and make it very casual and unaffectionate. Or you may meet someone, you're like, oh, wow, she's (laughs) cute and cool, and and it's a cool night where you just, like, spend an all-night banging different places, different rooms all night, you know? Or if you just spent 80 bucks on an all-you-can-eat buffet, just go to the smokehouse on Sunday morning. How many times have you blown 80 bucks on something that sucked? Tickets or something, yeah, a meal. Yeah, a lot. Come on, man. Oh God, I it's was like dating, you don't know what you're gonna. I was dating this girl when I was working in uh, Manhattan, and I, she was like a big Jay Z fan. And he was playing at the Garden, the Madison Square one. Yeah, I didn't and, think it was the Olive Garden. <laughs> Thanks. Well, you, you Boston motherfuckers, you call it the garden. It's not the garden. Shut up. What do you call Madison Square Garden? And Madison Square Garden or the garden or MSG. We MSG. Uh, MSG is more the network. We don't call, nobody calls it MSG. I'm going to MSG, and then we go downstairs to P Station. Um, but she wanted to go to this Jay Z concert, so I was like, "All right." I didn't plan ahead. We fi- I figured uh, we'll go. Just pick up some tickets. We'll pick up some tickets, yeah, right? Good luck. So we're on like thirty third, thirty third, and like eighth, right? Oh, like day. right around there, right? Yeah. Guys, like you need tickets. I'm like, as a matter of fact, fine, uh, upstanding looking sir. Yes, we do. Black guy, I'm assuming. By the way, that is that is understatement. That no, that's a that's a very presumptuous and. Well, am I right? Almost racist, but yes, he okay. was. Yeah, fair enough. So Go yeah, on. definitely not a Jewish guy. Well, uh, well do you need tickets, do you yeah. need tickets, or uh, I'll get you a good deal. We could go through my broker. Um, so <laughs> he goes. Uh, so she's like, "Oh, I'll, I'll pay for mine." Like we we weren't like seeing like so we you were like fucking dating that night for sure. Oh, if you're not gonna pay for a ticket, but, but we'll get to me getting fucked that night. Real, okay. real soon. Still living at home. So yeah, there was there was no none of that back then. But um, so we're at an ATM like across the street from Madison Square Garden, and he wanted like I think it was like one twenty for the pair. Right, not bad bad for right exactly. Which is how they which is how they get you right. Mm -hmm. So. Is there we, a processing fee with like, this guy? Yeah. The, yeah, he's like, well, it's a service fee, you know, no. Live Nation and everything. Uh, they're the man. So uh, I don't, I don't even remember how, like the the minute details, but it's like one. We went to the ATM. Uh, we gave him like we gave him like half of it, and we we're like, oh, I'm just gonna go to the ATM and get the rest. of He gave us the tickets, and then we turned around, and he was gone. Fake tickets. And then we, oh wait, so we're like, oh, that's weird. And then we walk in, like, through the fucking security, through, like, through Madison Square Garden, which is a big fucking place. You gotta walk yeah, upstairs MSG. and go to, yeah, MSG, you know, you gotta go through the MSG. Sounds like you put that in uh, Chinese Yeah, hey, I know, back in the day, we used to say, hey, no, mo- no MSG, right? Exactly. And it gives me a fucking headache. It's naturally occurring. There's nothing wrong with it. Monosodium glutamate? Mm-hmm. Mm, doesn't sound like it. Anyway. We get up to where they where you go through the through the gate with the tickets. They go beep beep, and this was like this is when they first started going with the beep beep the barcode thing. thing. Yeah. yeah, and they scan it, and the guy goes, "These are counterfeit tickets," oh. and I'm like, "I'm like on a pretty at this point fucking expensive date, you know?" <laughs> it's like this so embarrassed. It was like a hundred bucks in, oh, you know. It's like. Date. You guys got fucked, and and I'm like, you, yeah, well, but the but the but the I just but illegally the, bought the, them then. I just, oh. I just bought them from an Orthodox Jew out yeah. on Thirty Third Street, you know. Yeah. So he's like, 
uh, you got ripped off. I got to keep these. You can't come in. <laughs> I just look at this girl and I'm like, well, cool. You want to split a taxi? Yeah, you want to. Uh... You got Spotify? <laughs> I think we ended up like, I think she had like a blunt on her because it was a Jay-Z concert. I think we ended up. Hell si- yeah. We ended up sitting outside Madison Square Garden smoking weed and just right. like. We're just we we're just like lamenting the night and just kind of we we made the best of it. And, uh, there's a, a a really really good sandwich place <laughs> right right down. You spent more eighth. money. So you were asking people when they were done with their sandwiches if you could have. A yeah, we well oh yeah, but the garbage can right outside. Dude, you, you get the best of the best. You, you should have kept those tickets and resold them. You can't. No, they they, they confiscated they the tickets. Them. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah, but this so, guy so fucking this guy took this guy took the fuck off. Mike, I know what like I know how to spot like if you give me a hundred dollar bill, I would could, I could tell if it was a counterfeit. That's what I'm saying. You could but like tell. a Madison Square Garden fucking concert yeah, they ticket. Print them up on eight and a half by eleven. You cannot tell that shit. Like it 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 looks enough like a fucking concert ticket. So I got it happens fucked real all hard. Yeah. the time oh, God. at Hollywood Bowl, and people are like I bought it through StubHub. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. There's so many counterfeits. Wow. So. So many. did you hook up that night or no? Uh, I th- I think we like made out. I think I felt a titty, but that that was That's about what you it. Get for a counterfeit ticket. I got titty. smoked out for free. So well, not free. Nothing's free, right, guys? Yeah. Hey, wait. So <sighs> what happened with uh, with Pecker? Oh God! Right? Because speaking of counterfeit tickets or some like StubHub or whatever, when we first moved out here, which is like a year and a half or something ago, uh, we had we had had plans months before to go see ACDC at MSG or as normal fucking people call it, Madison Square Garden, and MSG, yeah, yeah, and. Then like Brian Johnson got fired from the band, and they were, and then it was like some turmoil, and it was like Axl Rose is gonna be fronting the band, and we're like fucking cool, we got tickets, and then we set our date to like move out here, and it was like it, you, you go ahead. It was, it was the week after we left. We left yeah, it was like the week town. we were set to yeah. arrive here. Well, originally it was gonna be in May, and I bought Amtrak tickets and. You know, planned the whole weekend down there, and then they canceled it the day before the concert. They canceled the they concert. They canceled the concert. And the rest of the money tour. Back? Yeah. So, no, no, no. No. So they said you can get your money back, or you can go when it's rescheduled. So I just took the rescheduled date, <laughs> which was <laughs> September. Right. Yeah. And they reissued the tickets because it was supposed to be like July or something like that. Yeah. It and so, then no, it was up. like May. Really? Yeah, it was, oh. a, it was a long because by the time Axel got with the band and everything. Yeah, they ended up rescheduling. They were like, "We we're bringing Axel Rose on. It's going to be September 13th." Yeah, exactly. There you go. So um, I gave it tickets. to Josh's friend Barry and Packer. 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 And, shout out to Packer and, and, and my baby Zach, nephews. Him and Zach went in. Nick. Oh, him and Nick. Yeah, he and Nick went. Yeah, so they so I get a phone call. Hey, Sue, your tickets aren't working. See, the, they like fucking call us from Madison Square Garden, going, yeah. So uh, they're not working. So it's like someone already used. The and they ticket. were StubHub tickets, yeah, right? They weren't yeah. StubHub. They were um, Ticketmaster or something. It was a not Ticketmaster. It was Ticket. It wasn't fucking Ticketmaster. Ticket well, so, so I called the them immediately. It, yeah. So I called them and got put on hold and blah, 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 blah. And got an email back saying they'll refund me. Sorry, there was something wrong. They reissued the tickets to somebody else. They didn't know I wanted them. Whatever. So, so I never got paid. Just buy tickets directly. It's so fucking... I don't get that. It's like I I have to go to Game Three of the fucking World Series. Like just, just well, look at what happened to us at the Kings and Rangers. Oh God! Oh God! What was it for for Christmas? Hanukkah. Sue got me ticket. The Rangers came into town to play the Kings and got it through some fucking stupid site, which I'm sure you learned your lesson, right? You must have. Well, those worked. It was just you had to go. They through worked, but it was it, it was just such fucking such you have so to many hoops. Their app so many hoops they make you fucking jump through to get these fucking. 
And if there's a problem, you gotta call up so many fucking ladders. And you could just call Live Nation on their fucking 24-hour hotline. Right. Well, it's either Ticketmaster hey. or Live Nation or go to the box office. Which makes me, like, that made me realize the service fees. Like, the service fee is you get to go directly to them and tell them they're, this is not fucking working. But when you have, and you try to avoid the service fees on tickets, and you go, hey... Uh, I bought these tickets from you, and it's like, well, actually, we're just a fourth party. You got to contact the other party who was selling the tickets, and and you're standing there, and people are trying to get past you, and they just want to get their fucking four beers before they go sit down in their seats before the fucking the buzzer goes off for the first period. That, that's that's it makes it worth the service fees that they charge you going through who is selling the tickets. Right? Well, Crazy. My, my question is, like, why do we even need these uh, uh, ticket masters? Like, remember the old days? You just walk up, you buy a ticket at the stadium. Yeah. What happened? Which to those you days? still can you do. You still can, and you don't have to pay the so fees. So, what's Ticketmaster? They're well, just they basically ripping made people a contract off. with. They the go, venues. hey, we'll sell your fucking tickets yeah. all so over the globe. How do you know they're not globe. corrupt? And well, just say, hey, they are. Oh my god. Ticketmaster is fine, but it's StubHub. It's when they start allowing people who bought tickets to sell their own tickets. That's where the problem is. Ticketmaster, you're dealing with a company, but StubHub and so they buy exchange. a block of tickets and then they go. Oh, and people go them in. Up. I know some people who did it. They go in. They buy forty eight. They buy a fucking a section. Yep. They buy a section Ooh. of a fucking game, especially a, a, a you know an important game. Right. And they they just buy them up. They wait till the game is sold out, which it inevitably will be, mm-hmm. and they Release they them. jack the fucking. It's a hundred. I mean, let's say it's a hundred bucks a, a ticket initially, right? All right, you spend thirty eight hundred bucks on a, on a on the whole package. You end up walking away with ten grand or fucking twenty yeah, it's grand. It's a big market. You know, I, I I took one risk on some big big money tickets. Is when I was a. Just graduated from um, college. I came out to um, to San Diego, and I was living in the summer there before I moved up to L.A. And they had Tyson Holyfield tickets, the ear biting one. The no, the one, yeah, was that the fight one? The first. I one? think I, I think, think the so, yeah. the yeah. original one was the ear biting one, right? Yeah. yeah. So I had tickets to that. And I said I bought two tickets for eight hundred bucks a piece, so it was sixteen hundred bucks. And I'm like, I'm going to turn a huge profit on this. Yeah. You know, so I went to Vegas, and nobody wanted to buy the tickets because they thought it was going to be a one round of fear affair. Oh. So I had to Both. sell them for under oh. when I bought them. So I took a fucking hit. Yeah, he took a bath on. And then I drove home and didn't even see the fight. And then when I got home, the fight was just ending, and I heard it was like a legendary fight. I'm like, yeah. holy shit, did I just fuck up? Yeah, but who could who who the fuck could have known? I don't know why I couldn't have sold those tickets. Come on, who who didn't want to see Tyson Holyfield back in the day? That was like a legendary. Well, that's yeah, that's why it was. I mean, people still talk about the fucking ear bite, you know? That was a legendary fight. I remember that. I should have just sucked it up and went to the fight. Yeah, if you're gonna take a loss, you should at least enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yeah, Yeah. it wouldn't even have been a loss. It would have been historic. Yeah, right. You would have had that story that instead of this one. I think you should <laughs> you reconsider know? and change your story. No, I gotta stick to the truth, Sue. <laughs> yeah, no. the truth is always. See, the that's best. the thing. Like with investments like that, right? Smart people uh, with some money, they invest in like uh, stocks, bonds, whatever. You know, fuck. You know, things that make sense and that normal people do. Um, I don't know if you, what your financial standing was at the time, Mike. I was a young kid who just graduated college. Yeah, you just want to make some fucking money. And I just got my first credit card. So I was like, I thought I was going to be able to turn a a good profit. Maybe make a thousand bucks. So when, so I think I was, was, it was 2009, 2010. It was just before I moved to Boston and they outlawed Four Loco. Like the original recipe, the fucking Colonel Sanders fucking original recipe for logo where it had the taurine and the like all the caffeine and shit. It was like 
28% alcohol and shit, and they were selling it in 7-Eleven, fucking, you know, three bucks a can. I went in as they were outlawing it. I think it was the last night it was legal, and I bought, I was like, just give me every case you have in the back. I probably I probably spent four or five hundred bucks. No, it was probably like a hundred fifty bucks. Oh yeah, like on four. Yeah, on fucking four loco though, Mike. That's not a. I don't even know what four loco is. Oh my god, do we still have some? No, we got rid of it. Yeah, we dumped them. Oh god, so make a pretty penny off of that. I thought that that would be so. I was bartending at the time. There were a lot of uh, kids who let's just say. They weren't in a position. They weren't in a position to uh, be buying for loco, you know. Uh, a lot of waiters, waitresses at yeah, the place. Kennedy? Who, uh, and shit. <laughs> it, was, it just seemed like a you know sort of a, a backdoor sort of a business opportunity, yeah. right? There was a very high demand for four loco. My boss was drinking four loco on the fucking weekends, right? So I bought. Uh, it must have been. Five, six cases of fucking Four loco, And mind you, we're talking about a drink that would... It was a like an Arizona size... What is that? 24 ounces? Uh, yeah. Tea. Yeah, like that size can. Oh, a tall boy. Yeah. And drinking one of those would knock you the fuck out. And... Just one. Just one. Like Did People died or something, right? It was, I don't know if they died, but it was like, you know, you run up and punch a fucking died. police horse in the face. Uh, that kind of shit, it you know? You really I'm sure somebody died on it, yeah. Uh, now, actually, I remember a story. I, I'm I'm pretty sure there were several kids who died. Anyway. Like overdosed on it? Uh, Just like well, like alcohol poisoning. Yeah, no, because it was like you're drinking a 24-ounce... You're drinking a 24-ounce beer. That's just two beers. You're drinking a 24-ounce, like... You're drinking a fucking bottle of wine at a time. Right. So I thought this was a great, like, you know, sort of under-the-table investment. I uh, kept them in the trunk of my car. Then I moved them to my garage. And then uh, I moved to Boston, brought them with me. Couldn't get rid of them. The kids, they just didn't want to buy them. I mean, the, uh, the, you know, the coworkers, they didn't, they didn't want to buy them. Ended up. I fucking held on to these things for like four years. They made it across the country. Some of them did. Anyway. Some of them made it across the country. Jesus, just get rid of them already. Yeah. Thank you. So don't make stupid investments like that. Just to go go the right way. That's the thing, dude. The, the, I mean, buying the tickets and thinking and you're gonna down. fucking flip them is, you know. Dude, it was a Tyson Holyfield. Yeah, something right. like that. It was like just the last one that was just. I don't, what's his uh, name? The Mc, Mc, uh, uh, McGregor, McGregor, McGregor May, Mayweather. Yeah. But that, like, that kind of thing is what makes me, like, like I got a, I got a pretty decent amount of money, but I, I'm afraid to, like, go into real estate or flipping houses or anything like that because I feel like I'm just going to fuck myself like I did with the Four loco. Well, it, it, it's all about numbers. Like, uh, the, it, the statistically... Um, is the investment, you know, going to be worthy of your time and effort? I mean, you don't want to spend a large amount of time to make ten dollars on an investment, so you got to find the right property or whatever the case may be at the right time, and uh, and, and make sure you don't buy a house that in five years it's not even going to be worth what you bought it for. Right, I mean, like that for a lot. Ago. Yeah. God Please. damn it. Yeah. Just you know, buy a ton of property and uh, hope that that's that's that kids that's, kids uh, just want to get drunk off of the property. Well, you saw the whole, you saw the movie about McDonald's. It's like he was trying to franchise these stupid things out, and he wasn't making any money. Yeah. And he came about property. Then he started owning all this property. Well, that's where the worth was. Right. Oh yeah, it was a property business, not yeah, a not a burger that. business. Yeah. Right. He was an idiot. He was just like trying to franchise these things out. Until that one day, the guy says, "You're missing the big picture." You missed the big picture. Yeah. Is that, that did you like that movie? There's parts of it I liked. Uh, you know, I kind of felt bad. It's based on a true story. We're talking about yeah. the founder, by the way. The yeah. two brothers. Well, he was really not the founder. Those two brothers were the founders. No, but the movie is the founder. <laughs> That's the, the name yeah. of the movie. The, 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 
the founder. But I'm saying like he stole it. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, he he was he was, he was an like, anti-hero in the movie. Yeah. But you're kind of just like it was a biopic. Like capitalism. Cool. Yeah, All right. Even Ray was a cracked out adulterous uh, heroin addict. Uh, or maybe I said that wrong, but and he was likable in his movie. The movie Ray, Rachel. Oh, never seen it. Oh, God. That was amazing. Fantastic movie. Fantastic. I thought you meant Ray Kroc. I'm like, oh, we're, we're, we're still on I'm, fucking I'm topic here. Topics. What are we doing? Um, I'm talking about movies about people who were bad people, but uh, for some reason was likable in their movies. You know? Uh my, I told I asked my grandfather because my grandfather was in like food marketing for that like that's how he made so he's made his bones and his you know his riches his wealth I right? did food marketing and I was like you see the founder you would really like it it's about like the franchising and marketing of of McDonald's and he's like yeah. I knew Ray Kroc back in the day. <laughs> like, oh, fucking dick? course you did. Oh, fucking course you did. Was he a dick? Did he say? He uh, he said he was. Um, I think what he said was like he was a very pleasant guy when you're around him, but you know he's a dick. You know, yeah. kind of like Mike Faberman. Yeah, makes sense. You know, yeah. like when you're around him, he's, he's great. He's, he's a, a shrewd business, but you know he's a fucking asshole behind yeah. your back, right? Oh no, I would never say anything no. behind your back. But shrewd business is sometimes means being a dick, I guess. Yeah. You know? Unfortunately. Someone just said that on, I think on Corolla's show. It's Man crazy how, how, I remember growing up, my parents both worked in the private sector, and they would have company outings and Christmas parties and Christmas bonuses and all. You don't see that anymore. You don't. You don't. At all. Well, the for the CEOs startups, you do. The startups you do, because every day is a fucking picnic when you work at a startup. Or at least they want to make it seem like that with the culture. But I remember like when my grandfather owned Atlantic Marketing with all the ocean spray and, and fucking Keebler and all these all these big brands back in the early nineties. It was like company outings and it was oh, just yeah. like oh, like they would rent out like Eisenhower Park and have a huge fucking party. Yeah, we would. They would rent out like Canopy Lake Park, like a little amusement park. You yeah, know. I remember. But I was talking to um the the mailman guy at work today, and he's saying how this woman that lives the, up the mailman street, guy. Yeah, Juan. He was saying how the woman up the street worked for twenty seven years at Disney and just got laid off, and they're just laying off upper management. And, yeah. And because they can hire. She got a pension though. Nothing. No. Fucking ugats, huh? And she's wow. selling her condo. And trying to figure wow. out where she can live. Mauschwitz. They and will fuck anybody. That's the... Oh. He said her whole condo wow. was decorated wow. in Mickey Mouse, and she just... Pulled, just torture. Just torture it. Pulling shit yeah. out to the street. And just, we don't need no water. And she's just... That's so... That's so fucking well, disappointing. in the day, they also uh, took pride in keeping loyalty to their employees. Yeah. Right. And nowadays, it's just like, okay, three years, you're out, next person. You don't even in. get that in sports anymore. No. Fuck sports. Let's, let's, well, that's the the Disney, Disney is like the happiest place on earth. Yeah. But the only reason they're a, business, they're a trillion dollar company they're is because. They're slinging happiness. That's their product. They're slinging happiness. But you would think, like, like that's the original, like, fucking startup, right? Like, we got a great culture. Come in. We, we put a name tag on you with where you're from. You get to be around people and just make them smile well, and make part. everybody, make people's fucking dreams part. come true. And my dad knows, my dad's a pin trader, or was at least, and he, like, he had a friend who had a fucking heart. She was working in Disney World, in the Magic Kingdom, had a fucking heart attack, and they didn't call an ambulance, they just fucking... Just throw a fucking black sheet over you and just drag you back where no one can see you because they don't want to ruin everybody else's magic and that's so fucking fascist and so like we we don't want anybody to think that there's anything ever going wrong in here and it's illusions. so it's all illusions yeah. that's what this whole country is built on well we were talking about that earlier in the other podcast is like that's America's uh, export is illusion of how great yeah. we are, but when you get here, you're like, okay, all this violence and hate and 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 hate and 
and, uh, and filth. And oh my God, tent cities. Lack of yeah. love and uh, customer service sucks and and, and no gun violence. People suck. The kids fucking suck. They're fucking awful. Oh, the millennials. I mean, you come here and you're like, Jesus, man, I thought this place was great. And then you realize that they sold you on an image. Yeah. America's free. A bill, oh, the bill, opportunity. The bill yeah, of well. goods of the we're the epitome of freedom. This is this is as free as yeah, you can well, get, freedom folks. Freedom gives you Come entitlement. On yeah. It gives you yeah. immaturity. It gives you uh, hate and <laughs> violence. And I mean, there's so many things that go along with uh, entitlement. So many things that go along with freedom. That if a little, just a, being a little strict could probably be good for us. I mean, why do you think all these kids that like uh, are problem children mentally and physically, and then they throw them in the military, and they actually turn out to be all right because they got a little structure in them, right? And they got a little fucking to discipline. Them. Yeah, a little discipline. And and guess like what? In Israel, they sent everybody yeah. to go in the army. Oh my they god! You know what? Yeah. Honestly, when I when I went to Israel, I went on birthright. I met the I met uh, six or eight soldiers that I was with for 10 days, right? And 10 days when you're just like, you're bunking with each other. Like you're living together in a weird fucking place. It wasn't weird for them, but it's really weird for you. And they're just like, yeah, this is just what you do. You just go, you go into the military. They teach you, they teach you discipline. a trade. They teach structure. you fucking discipline and structure. Respect. Right. Which we have fucking none, none of now. None. Yeah. The country's eroding from the inside out. From the top down. We're fucking ourselves. And, and also the greed. Uh, we, we don't mention that as much, but we were talking about CEOs in Japan and stuff like that. It's like the re another reason why these corporations aren't throwing these big parties is because the CEOs are becoming so greedy that they want all the profits. Um, and then you go to a place like Japan, like we were talking about, and... Everyone's getting paid a fair share, and there's no unhappiness or greed, and everyone's just doing their job and doing it well because it's it's good for the well, society. Well, it's loyalty, it's pride, it's all those things yeah. that you want in an employee. That's a, or in a country. Well, that's a that's a very that's a an, like a a very honor oriented. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to say oriented, society. but you know, it, an honor oriented society, and they. They have honor and they respect it. And as a little kid, you're raised to just honor your elders and yeah. and and have self respect. What do we do with our elders here? We put them in a box and give them drugs, and they or they, throw them in a little. Well, I'm talking more about the kids because the kids building. are the real well, fucking problem I mean. like, here. Yeah, like you're, they're just put in a in a room and yeah, they're not living. cherished. They're like tossed aside because they're burdens, right? And uh, no one wants to deal with busy. their shit. Yep. I mean, uh, listen, I'm not very proud to be an American at this moment in time. Where at least I know Well, there's I'm people, free. there's good people among us, and we just have to figure it out. It's gonna but the, the problem with the elderly is not, that's not the fucking it's problem. It's, what she's all right, it's like, all right, Mike. It's a list. Mike, as another Jew, you, have you been to Israel? I haven't. No. Okay. But you know how the IDF operates. Like, if, once you turn 18, you're in it. Yeah, you, go, they, you go to the military. So, do you think if we had a program like that, not a program, it's just the way it is. If you, do you think if it was like that here, that we would have all these, like, fucking no. safe spaces no. and people screaming? Like, we don't want you speaking in our in our who fucking would want auditorium. Who was a school of kids who had military training behind them? Right, because you wouldn't even get a shot off. You'd be sniped before you got into the place. I mean, obviously well, but not. eighteen. I mean, uh, yeah, what I'm saying is the that, training yeah. would the dis. It's, it's all about discipline and 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 not talking down to your elders. And there's so many things that military school would teach you not to do. That would make you a uh, a, a viable, uh, functionable, and asset citizen to this country. But we don't do that. We, we don't. Let, we teach let the kids play passion. We don't teach. No, no, they play video games and they're online hating part. against people and it's, and they're it's, shooting up people and it's like uh, there's no structure. It's it's weird to us because like Israel does like the the whole thing with people joining the military at eighteen. It was pretty much done in the 
50s or 60s. Well, because everyone was trying to kill them. No, because Israel had not a huge population and they needed a fucking military yeah. because everybody wanted to kill them. Uh, so they just they just made it. Can you see when the IDF like was founded? But I mean, you think sixty seven was the you think it was war. inadvertent, or you think they just needed soldiers? You don't. No, think they, they just needed soldiers, and they just went here we go. But it's it's a good fucking model, you know. It's not bad. But but I mean, but, uh, but then again, Israel doesn't get themselves involved in in every fucking conflict in the fucking world, you know? They, they, they fight quite a bit. Because if we had every... They defend a lot, but they also fight that, That's a lot. the other side of the fucking coin is if we had every 18-year-old joining the military, yeah, they'd get disciplined when they went through basic training and they, and you know, you learn respect and everything and you say, yes, sir, well, no, ma'am. there was a time when people got drafted. They, they didn't have a choice. You know, there was a time in this country's history. Yeah, it was just a mandated draft. Did, yeah. But, but you're also out in three, four years. If like, you're you out. Live. And then you go to, you go to college, you take your your experience from the military and you, you move forward but you have that discipline you have that respect for other people i think it's There's really we, defense forces yeah the idf to um, all i mean a perfect example of this too didn't some 30 year old kid just get um uh court ordered to leave his parents yeah, house New York, yeah, oh yeah like in syracuse or something he, he got uh, evicted that was like a week ago his but parents, he yeah, yeah took him to and the judge was like, I, the judge goes, uh, I admire that you represented yourself and you really studied the law, but you need to get the fuck out of your parents' house. I mean, dude, <laughs> not, not even on a law level, just, bro, you're 30. Get the yeah, fuck out. Oh, my God. How old is my brother, Sue? Uh, 27. He's still at home? He's, uh, he's about to turn 28, I think, right? Oh, founded 1948. Oh, no, he's turning 27, but, yeah, he's still living at home. You probably would be, too, if you didn't. Uh, yeah, if I didn't. If I didn't not. So, so what, what the fuck kind of argument is that, no, Sue? What the fuck kind of argument is that, Sue? You probably would be, too, if you didn't. You didn't let me finish. If you didn't just move out. You didn't let me finish my what? sentence. If, if Cox didn't move you, transfer you. Yeah, but I took, no, I didn't have to go. I didn't have yeah, to go. I said, I need to get out of my parents' house. I need to grow the fuck up because I'm 25 and get the fuck out of my parents' house. And 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 honestly, uh, looking back, it was way later than I thought it should have been. 25? I think I was 25. I was out soon as Yeah, as right? Because I turned 30 the last... Yeah, yeah. I was, I was like 24, 25. I wanted to get out. I mean, it's nice having... Oh, I wanted to get out. I was just like, yeah, I was saving money. Yeah, I wanted freedom, you know. They weren't cleaning for me. I know that. Oh, oh you were doing all the cleaning? No, no there was no cleaning. There was cleaning. no cleaning going on. Oh, filthy. Cooking. No, my mom's a great fucking cook. So there was there was the cooking, okay. although at that time I was doing the uh, Atkins thing, so I was kind of cooking for myself. What about laundry? Nope. Own laundry, my own dry cleaning, because I was t- working. I'll, I'll tell you a funny story about laundry if you want. So I went home. I was on tour. And uh, and I came to my parents' place in Boston for a couple of days in between gigs, and I asked my mother. I said, "Listen, I had put my stuff in the washing machine. Can you just take it from the washing machine into the dryer? I'm going to go have lunch with Dad." She goes, "What am I, your maid?" Oh God! And I'm like, "Oh, God. I go, Ma, come on! I, I don't know. Put the stuff from the washer to the dryer, all right?" So I come home like an hour and a half later. The stuff is in the dryer and dried. Uh, she had dried it and she took it out and she put it on the couch all wrinkled in a ball and i'm like you dry it and you don't fold it you took it out and you just threw it like i be wrinkled they dried it though so then yeah so 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 i start folding my clothes and in my clothes are like two or three things that were folded so she basically started folding and went fuck him (laughs) i'm out and she was sitting on the couch watching fucking cartoons or whatever and I called her out on I go, what kind of mum are you? And she goes, what? I go, you start folding, and you don't even, f- you yeah. stop and go, yeah. fuck this kid? And I busted her balls for like a week on that, and she loved it, because that's exactly what happened. Do you, is she that an me. entitlement thing? 
Do you no, think, it's, or it's, it's just like, do me a favor, do me a very minor favor, and just, just a bad I don't mother. think you were asking a lot. I don't think so. It's not. Oh, and then, <laughs> so that like, even like, I'd be okay if it was like, hey, can you just throw them in the in the dryer? And if and if we get to that point, yeah. uh, you know, and and turn it on, like, don't just toss them in there and just uh. fucking leave it. But once we get past the dryer, I'm okay if they're. Like, and then a, maybe a laundry basket after that might be half of a bridge too far. But yeah. as long as they go in the dryer, you know, you ask, hey, toss my clothes in the dryer. But don't uh, throw them in a ball wrinkled. Well, no, I, I don't care about that. I don't oh. expect, no, if I ask somebody to throw my la- my laundry into a dryer, and I lived in a pretty big apartment building in, in when I first moved to Boston, I was like, yeah. It was like an unwritten rule. You, if you got to use the washer, you put somebody's shit in the fucking dryer. Yeah, Throw sense. a couple quarters in there. You know where everybody lives. Everybody's name is on their fucking underwear tag. And, what, you don't tag your underwear? What? Okay. Well, what if you, you don't know your underwear. About? Holy what? shit. I haven't lived in an apartment building sharing a washing machine in a very long time. Well, everybody knew each other's underwear because we all threw Fucks. big fucking swinger parties. Right. Uh, and that is what you call right. a full fucking circle, oh, okay? What a callback. That's good. All right. Uh, <laughs> that's that's as good as a shit show as we're going to get. So, uh, Mike Faberman. Guys. When are we going to see you out and about? Well, uh, I perform in L.A. when I feel like it, and I go on the road okay. when I feel like it. Um, but you can right. see me on Instagram at Mike Faberman or Facebook, Mike Faverman, or YouTube, Mike Faverman. Wow. Yeah. And that's F-A-V-E-R-M-A-N, because yeah. you say favor, and some people who listen oh, to this show uh, know how to spell and know uh, how to, you know, the, the amazing throw you a favor. You know? names. Flavorman, Faberman. It's not Faber? Fab- it's Faber. Oh. So that's F A. Victor. V E as in E R M A N, and uh, on your on your, you got a website too, MikeFaverman.com. Yeah, and it's I mean, all it's all your cooking, all your cooking and everything, and ultimate camp cooking or ultimateoutdoorcooking.com. Thanks and for cooking he, for us oh today. Oh my god, we'll we'll post videos of uh, Mike cooking. I wish, I wish we had some real food. We could have whipped up. I know. He he made he food. made the oh, best that of what good. we had. With the zucchinis, yeah. they were ready to be cooked. He fucking good, right? took some zucchinis, he sashimied them and then took some Trader Joe's chicken sausages. Chicken sausages. Grilled to perfection. Grilled to per- absolute perfection. They were good, by the way. Those chicken yeah, sausages. Were, yeah. And meanwhile, I just grabbed them on a whim. Meanwhile, yeah. had sale, me had me in hysterics while he was grilling. Uh, all right, I want multifaceted, multi-talented. PA Sue is at S M Firefly. Yeah. Is, do you spell out Firefly? I do. Oh, S M. No, not O, but. SM Firefly on Twitter and Instagram too. Yeah, Instagram is. I was just looking it oh, up. She's there. got to find it. Looking it up. I don't know what it is. She, so she's uh, very uh, prominent on the social. Not really. But anyway, I like my Instagram. Uh, check out vodcast.show. Because we just started a new show called The Vodcast, and it's all about drinking. Our first guest on The Vodcast is none other than Jay Miller. It was a great Jay time. fucking Miller from Corolla Drinks, the COO. Uh, I know some of you may know him as J. Joe. He sat down in here with me. We got the audio up right now. We're about to get the video up. And you can check it out at vodcast.show. Check out worldfamousshitshow.com and check out all the previous episodes of the World Rumor Show. Follow at Boston Shit Show for all the stupid shit that I post. And until next time, thank you for joining the fucking world famous. World famous? Did I? Shit Show. There's no a, there's no a T yet. Thank you for joining the fucking world famous shit show. Bye bye.